Hello and welcome to episode 7 of your parenting podcast. Uh, Thank you for everyone who's been supportive so far. I was probably, I want to say 13, when I got my own room for the first time. Oh, that was some freedom. Before then I had to share a room with my younger brother. Or, you know... Since birth, I guess. Or I guess since his birth. Him being younger. But that was a, that was a freedom that was that was hard to match. You know, it's like, oh, this whole room's my own space. I have my little desk and my little, you know, box of toys. And I had a little dresser, and my mother got me a. It was a TV that had a VCR in it. And played VHS tapes for all of my millennial listeners. Might not even know what that technology is. So what is this old man ranting and raving about? But I didn't have any cable hooked up to the room and all I had was that TV with the VCR in it. And then my mother got me three movies and they were the first three Star Wars movies episodes four five and six and this was the beginning of my my falling down the rabbit hole of nerditry I guess technically you can blame my mother it's a and I didn't, you know, see those movies and like, ah, oh, Star Wars, what is this? And, you know, I just, uh, it's like, oh, you know, my mother's like, oh, it has spaceships in it and aliens. I thought, sweet. And I watched them over and over and over. Those are the only three movies I had. So I became near obsessed with it. Started buying all the action figures and the Legos and the, the micro machines. Started getting all the books for what they called the expanded universe. You know, other stories about the characters from the movies. I memorized all the lines. Just as a little side note, a youngest child, Isaiah, had he been a girl, one of the names we had tossed about was Leah. This was shortly after Carrie Fisher's passing. I first suggested the name. My wife was kind of on the fence about it. She was like, I you know, didn't hate it, but didn't love it. You know, she thought it was just another silly Star Wars name. And then I explained to her the... I explained about the character. How she represented hope. And loss. You know, watched her whole planet get destroyed... Fought for some rebellion. The may or may not have been squished by the larger, more powerful galactic empire. And it still fought on. Only to have to start a new resistance. When the First Order came about in the new movies. Watch all of her friends die over and over. Father of her child die. You know, and still keep fighting. And once I explained all that. To Cynthia, she was a little more on board. But, you know, 
We just can't knock the balls off of those things and we had another another boy. And I think my wife was secretly looking to veto all the Star Wars names. But anyway, back to my my childhood. And that was uh, some of the, the happiest times I remember growing up. It was being, you know, reading a Star Wars book or a comic book, you know, playing with the toys, watching the movies, you know, wishing I was in that universe. And that's what uh, science fiction has done for me. That was kind of the the gateway, I guess, into all the things I like to read. I have, I have a very difficult time reading any kind of nonfiction. You know, usually the books I read are all, you know, sci-fi or fantasy, you know, with the dragons and magic and swords and what have you. And I'll throw in some other weird books in between, like the House of Leaves. House of Leaves, which was probably the greatest and, and weirdest book I've ever read. I recommend that one. The author, I'm probably going to butcher his name. I want to say Mark Z. Danielewski. He writes some weird-ass books. But House of Leaves is probably, in my opinion, the best thing written in the last 50 years. But And that's more of a... I don't even know how to describe that one. A story within a story about a haunted house? Something like that? Usually not in my wheelhouse of, you know, spaceships and, and wizards. And, or wizards on spaceships. That's a... The other thing that about Star Wars that you'll hear sometimes as a joke or even as something serious is that no one hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Anytime a new movie comes out, it's just split right down the middle. You know, you love it or you hate it. Yeah, the people that hate it, they just they find every little reason to nitpick, which basically what they want to say is it needs to make me feel exactly the same way it did as it did in my childhood. You know, it's like the... It's not going to happen like that. You know, it's like... They're not going to reach into your head and make a movie about your own nostalgia. You know, I'll take any chance I can get to be in that universe. You know, I even love the Star Wars prequel movies with Jar Jar in them. You know, I'll watch any of them at any time. I love them all. I love the video games from it. Even the Battlefront 2 with all that controversy. We came out with that one. Everybody uh, pissing and moaning on Reddit about it. That's one of the best games I've ever played. Maybe because I play them with my hater blockers. <laughs> but in all seriousness, that's uh, always been one of my escapes. And I'm not, you know, I don't get in like the battles over it. You know, Star Wars versus Star Trek. I like them both. I prefer Star Wars maybe a little bit more, but I still love Star Trek. Star Trek Online is probably the best video game I've ever played in that universe. Just like with all the superheroes, Marvel versus DC. I mean, I'm more of a Marvel guy. The DC's got some good stuff going. I actually really liked the uh, the Batman versus Superman movie. 
I mean, even just that one scene where Batman falls asleep and he either has that weird dream or he's given that vision in the future where Superman's become this world-conquering tyrant with his own army and Batman's using guns and killing people. It's like, I would watch a whole movie just to see what led up to that. And I like Ben Affleck's Batman. But most of the, uh, you know, the, the haters with Star Wars is just, you know, I try, and number one, I don't get into arguments on the internet. I try to have some internet etiquette. My rule is I try to stay neutral or positive. Basically, it's, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I try not to say something to someone on the internet that I wouldn't say to their face. Because you know, people hide behind that, that anonymity of the internet to be terrible to other people. So when I start to type out something, and believe me, I've typed out some mean shit. But before I hit post or send or whatever, I kind of I look it over. It's like, all right, you know, if this person was standing in front of me, would I still say that? Every now and then, it's yes, and I'll send it. But for the most part, yeah, I try to have either a positive or neutral online presence. So when I see all the arguments about the, you know, any, you know, popular science fiction or superhero movie that comes out, you're going to have that little section of haters. You know, oh, if they're doing this story, they had this, you know, tiny microscopic difference in the comic book, therefore it sucks and I'm never going to watch it. It just, I don't know, it makes me crazy. It's like, you see that, uh, you know, and I follow a couple of subreddits for some of this stuff, especially with uh, the Star Wars you know, and The Last Jedi that came out. I thought it was great. You know, were there, was there some things that I would have changed? Sure. But I'm not making the movie. You know, I thought, for the most part, it was an awesome movie. The first time I watched it, it did bother me a little bit that everything seemed so small. It seemed like the galaxy was a smaller place. Maybe that's just the way it was filmed, the cinematography. There's something about it that uh, made it seem kind of, you know, small time. It's like the entire resistance of the First Order was like 40 people. And even that got, you know, cut in half halfway through the movie. Spoiler alert. And even like the First Order seems to destroy the whole Republic by knocking out the three planets. Yeah, I did feel like in the older movies that the Galactic Empire really was an empire in a galaxy. And I know they had uh, a couple of those scenes on that Las Vegas planet. Yeah, which could have had some cool backstories to it. But even that, even despite all that, I still thought it was a great movie. I like all the characters. You know, it is a shame that we lost Carrie Fisher because I liked how her character was turning out. You know, still kind of a badass that she was in the uh, the other movies. And then, because uh, I remember when The Force Awakens came out, my wife uh, took me to see it for my birthday. And oh, bless her heart, she had no clue who anyone was. And she's not by any means a science fiction fan. 
Not that she dislikes it, but she just has zero interest. Kind of like me with sports. But like a sweetheart, you know, didn't play on her phone the whole time, didn't fall asleep. Held my hand when I almost cried when Han Solo died. Spoiler alert. But, uh, you know, I've, I've really liked you know, all of the uh, recent Star Wars movies. I mean, even Rogue One, I thought that was a fantastic movie. It was, I thought that was really well put together. I haven't seen the, the Han Solo movie yet. You know, the first thing I do is not listen to any of the Star Wars threads on the internet. Everybody's going to talk about how much they hate it, even though they've probably seen it four times in the theater. I'm a little further behind on the Star Trek. I haven't seen the last couple of Star Trek movies. You know, I do enjoy, you know, the newer ones. It's Chris Pine or Chris Pike, whatever the guy's name is that plays Captain Kirk. You know, plus it's better than any science fiction movies that I'm going to make. That's it. And eventually my, my kids will be immersed in the the science fiction, the Star Wars universe. You know, right now it's a little mature for them. Yeah, I know Grayson has seen, you know, he's seen a couple of commercials. He kind of has an idea about Star Wars, but, you know, him being five, and I mean, there is some death and, you know, planets getting blown up and what have you. You know, I kind of... I don't, even, I don't even let him watch Spongebob. <laughs> I'll probably catch a lot of shit for that. Because I think Spongebob is stupid. And it's like, provides no entertainment value for at least younger kids. But eventually, you know, I will immerse them in Star Wars. You know, I've even saved, you know, comic book collection. And I'm sure they'll they'll like it. Just because, you know, what little kid doesn't like spaceships and shit. And I remember having that thought back when, you know, Grayson was a newborn. And, oh, the newborn experience. I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the first year. You know, there are times it's like they're, they're the first week... You're holding your new baby, and it's just all is right with the world. Everything's going to be okay. Punctuated with sheer moments of terror of how can I bring a child into this terrible world. But most of the time, it's just pretty much joy. You know, then the sleep deprivation kicks in. All of that 5% terrible about parenting that I've talked about. And most of that is in the first year. Especially if it's your first child. I mean, by kid number three, we pretty much can say we got this. You know, not that I still get any kind of regular sleep. But, you know, it's whatever. With the, the newborn, you know, the first child, that was, that was scary. Because you have nothing to compare it to. I didn't grow up around a bunch of small kids. You know, some people as adults have babysat, you know, younger kids. They've had nieces, you know, they've taken care of nephews. 
you know, I didn't really have any of that. I, so I had, you know, very little experience with, with babies. You know, I was excited. It's not like I was, you know, repulsed. You know, my little bundle of joy, my little loin fruit. But I remember that uh, we kind of got fooled. Because Grayson was, uh, he was a pretty good baby. I mean, there was a period of about three months. I want to say about month three. That's when he decided he didn't want the pacifier anymore. He realized that no milk was coming out of it, so he didn't want it. And it's also around the time that he decided that he hated his car seat. And any time we had to go somewhere with him, someone had to sit in the back next to him and entertain him the whole time when he was in the car seat. Or he would just literally just start screaming until... Just like he had sweat coming down him. He would be screaming so hard. So any kind of trip, you know, me or Cynthia had to take with just him. It was, you know, running the gauntlet. You got to get there quick. Because he would just start losing his damn mind. But for the most part, I mean, he's, you know, we had very few, you know, moments where you have that despair as a new parent. It's like, those moments where you're like, you know, how the fuck am I going to get, you know, not mess this kid's life up? You know, what the hell am I doing? You know, he's been crying for two hours. And it's just, even though they tell you in the parenting book, sometimes your kid's just going to fucking scream in your face for two hours and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, some, that's just how they, they have no other way to communicate with the world when they're that little. That's how they get their exercise, that's how they... You know, that's how they express any kind of emotion. <laughs> yeah, and that sometimes they can be fed, they can be clean, they can be snuggled, and they'll still just scream in your face for a while. And those are the hard ones, but we didn't get too much of that with, with Grayson. So people were always telling me, oh, you know, babies are so stressful, and I'm just like, oh, we got this shit, we'll have ten kids, fuck it. And then came Logan. And Logan was was such an awful baby that I had to start questioning my own parenting skills. It's like, you know, can we put this one back? Can we can we trade him in for, you know, a model with the, uh, you know, less uh, craziness in it? With Logan, he was oh man. And obviously, I don't have a favorite child, but I do seem to have the strongest emotional connection with Logan. Because with Grayson, even though he's exactly like me, anyone that knows either of us will see that Grayson is is a, a, my clone. But uh, but I, I was working nights through most of the first year when uh, Grayson was born, so I didn't lose too much sleep. You know, my night's off, you know, I was up anyway, so whenever he would wake up in the middle of the night, I'd already be there. You know, we'd chill, you know, watch some cooking shows, some travel shows. You know, I'd feed him his milk, we'd snuggle, it was cool. But I eventually went to a day shift, or at least an evening shift. I think it was 11 to 11 with Logan. And oh man, you know, Logan was not a good sleeper. He was always just real fussy. Any little thing would set off his tantrums. So that was where I had the most uh, sleep deprivation. 
it's, you know, I look back and it's like, man, that sucks. But at the same time, I think it actually brought us closer. Because I ended up spending so much time with him, you know, up in the middle of the night. You know, because Cynthia had the kids all day. You know, so I kind of took the uh, the night duty. Plus, you know, even though I was working kind of a day shift job, I was used to being up all night. So I spent so much time with him, you know, comforting him and calming him down. And, you know, I would tell him stories and, and you know, sing songs to him. And, and I, you know, just like with all my kids, I never used the, the baby tuck. I think uh, it started with Grayson. I remember, you know, because you're supposed to talk to them when they're, they're in the belly. And I always felt so weird. Yeah, not that I felt silly doing the baby talk. It just didn't feel natural. didn't feel right. So I would always just talk to them the same way I'm talking to you people. Though admittedly with less cursing. You know, I try not to uh, come at them like a drill sergeant. You know, kick open the door, and, and how the fuck is your day? Shit yourself again? Outstanding. <laughs> now I get in trouble for cursing. Because I could just whisper it under my breath, and my kids will hear it on the other side of the house, and then tell I may get me in trouble. But yeah, Logan was, uh, he was a tough baby. He, uh... It was a good six or eight months before we had a regular routine where, you know, I wasn't, I was getting more than, you know, three hours of sleep a night. And Isaiah, he was kind of in the middle. You know, he also fooled us too. He had a couple of months where he was just sleeping through the night for like two months. Put him down at eight, he'd wake up at seven. But now it's just, especially because he, you know, had a little sickness, a little ear infection. Which of course means he's awake, you know, almost every hour at night, crying and miserable. Got to comfort him, which means daddy ain't sleeping. So sometimes it's like, you know what? Can we just skip to the first year? You know, avoid all the newborn stuff. But then, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I miss some of the newborn stuff. Not that we're gonna have any more kids. I can just kind of remember it fondly, and that's good enough for me. I do remember uh, trying not to let the frustration get to you. You know, it's like you barely slept, kids screaming in your face. All you want to do is go to sleep or get something to eat or go to the bathroom. But you know, as soon as you put them down, they're going to freak the fuck out. And that's life. That's parenthood. That's normal. You know, sometimes... Uh, most of the time when the kids I've noticed are, when there's something wrong, they'll really, really be, be screaming. You'll, you'll learn to understand their cry when they're just being fussy, when they're just being an asshole. You know, or it's like, okay, you know, I shit myself, or I'm, you know, I'm really, really hungry, or I'm hot, or whatever it is. They'll let you know. You'll learn to understand all their cries. Now, what I don't miss is changing, like, 12 diapers a day. Because those newborns, it's like sometimes they are shit machines. I mean, now, you know, hopefully, you know, another six months or so, we can get Isaiah into the pull-ups. 
now that he's walking and running around everywhere. I, mean, I don't know how long it'll take for the potty training. That's a whole other podcast, is potty training. But I can just talk about it here. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole separate struggle. Because every kid is different. Some kids, they'll start potty training at 10 months. Same thing with walking. Grayson started walking at 10 months. Talking, you know, less than that. Yeah, Logan took him longer. Isaiah took him longer. You know, Logan's four, and he's just coming around to the, you know, being able to go to the bathroom on his own. You know, some kids get up to, you know, five, and they're still in diapers, and it's like, there's a part of me that judges them. I, you're a shitty parent. Get your kid out of the fucking diapers. But then it's like, well, maybe the kids got a problem. Some kids take longer than others. I remember the struggle with, with Grayson trying to get him to go pee on his own in the toilet. You know, him sitting on the toilet, just bawling, crying. Me just sitting on the floor of the bathroom, trying to hold it together, just saying, dude, just pee. It's all you got to do is pee, and then we can all go to bed. That shit I don't miss. All the sleep deprivation. But I've told my wife I'm going to wait until the kids are all like, you know, say 14, 15, 16, around there. Wait till they get that teenage, you know, that teenage age. And I'm going to wait till it's going to be a Saturday morning. When they're really into that deep teenager sleep after staying up all night playing, you know, PlayStation 9 or whatever the fuck it is. You know, they got no school, they're going to sleep in, have nothing to do. I'm going to wait until about 4 in the morning. And I'm going to go and crawl right in their bed next to them and just go, wah, wah, right in their ear. Then they wake up and say, oh, did I wake you? I've shit myself. Come wipe my ass. And they give me some warm milk. My wife doesn't think that nearly as entertaining as I do. I'm sure I'll do it at least once. And I'll say, imagine that shit for two years for each child. So that does get irritating, those kind of things. But for the most part, you know, you don't really get mad. It's like you get mad at the moment, you get frustrated in the moment. But as I look back, it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's like, you know, kids are happy, kids are healthy. We had a birthday party uh, today for Logan. You know, his birthday is technically tomorrow. He'll be turning four. But tomorrow's Monday. And, you know, everybody's got to work. At least everybody I know. I mean, it's Veterans Day. You know, Grayson doesn't have school. But somehow I'm still working. My wife's still working. But they're going to take him to the uh, Crayola experience tomorrow. That's because Grayson doesn't have school. At the party, yeah, we did a, a whole pirate theme uh, for the birthday party. Uh, you know, thanks to everybody that came out. It was a great time. Uh, my wife and uh, her sister and her mother you know, spent a lot of time busting their asses, putting up all the decorations and 
you know, all the pirate theme stuff. They went for like a Jake the Pirates, you know, from Disney. And we got a bounce house that was all Jake the Pirate. And I think we grilled like 50 hamburgers and hot dogs and, you know, have, you know, fruits and all kinds of stuff. You know, snacks for the kids. We did a little piñata, even though we're not Mexican. You know, piñata was a big pirate ship and had a you know, picture of Logan's face on it. It was cute. You know, it was a good time. You know, Logan got lots of toys, and thankfully we got a big enough family where we can all spoil him. So he uh, had a great time. He had, he had such a good time, and he had such a good birthday haul that he ran out of time to play with all of his toys before it was bedtime, and we even let him stay up an extra hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he enjoyed all the gifts. He's starting to get to the age where he doesn't really give a shit about clothes anymore. You know, he did, uh, he's super into Mario, so we got all that Mario clothes, so he was kind of into it. There's a couple of, you know, sets of pajamas that we got him. He kind of pulled them out of the bag and just kind of, eh, threw them over his shoulder, you know, to pull out the next toy. Which was still kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, hey. It's like, you're welcome for the food and shelter and clothing. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was real fun. Um, you know, he had a great time. You know, it's like almost every time you saw him running around all sweaty, he had a big smile on his face. So I guess that's really, you know, what you want. Sorry, I had to pause it for a second there to had a big sneezing fit because I don't have the technological wherewithal to edit it out. That's why I'm somewhat envious of uh, some people that have these fancy podcasting studios and setups, all this equipment, and I'm pacing around a garage with my cell phone with the factory headphones that it came with. Like even if I were to interview somebody, I have to like record it separately and find some way to enter it into the, the podcast here. But someday. For now, that's the episode. I do appreciate everyone's support. Uh, if you have any you know, funny parenting stories, funny kids stories, life hacks, parenting tips, please send those to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you next week.